Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving today's parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Beth. Beth says, Margaret has mentioned a few times that for her own well-being, she needed babies who slept through the night early on. What was her strategy? This is a bit of a tough question because one thing I don't like to do on the podcast at all is give any kind of medical advice. And I think that sleep advice can fall into this category. And so I'm going to talk in general about some things that worked for me. You should talk to your pediatrician about the safest and uh, most effective way to get your kids sleeping. You should not get advice from a non-doctor on a podcast. But with that being said, I did have a lot of luck, uh, thanks to my amazing sister-in-law, who we talk about all the time on the podcast, who helped me with some sleep strategies. And I'm going to share some big points with you. And uh, hopefully they'll help you guys with uh, new babies who are trying to get him to sleep through the night. I'm going to recommend some books. The first book that I'm going to recommend is Happiest Baby on the Block by Dr. Harvey Karp. Um, This book helped me a lot. It's got some great suggestions and... It, it, it talks about just a lot of kind of ways to keep your baby happier, which with my first, who was, I don't even think he was colicky. He was just kind of angry all the time and just not in the mood. Uh, I got a lot of help from him. The big points that I would say about starting to sleep train a little one is that, first of all, nothing happens before the baby is 10 pounds. So that's a good marker. So like a baby that is under 10 pounds needs to eat whenever it needs to eat all the time. So all day, every day. And so I would just commit, we call it the hard eight. The first eight weeks, I would not worry that much about anything other than getting as much food into the baby as your pediatrician recommends. And 
Your days are going to be nights. You're going to be exhausted, but it's eight weeks. So the day your baby is born, circle eight weeks on the calendar because once you get to eight weeks, the sun will come out. The baby's going to be smiling. You're going to not have like a crazy tiny stick figure alien. You're going to have like a getting to be like a big chunky baba of cuteness who smiles back at you. You can also, usually by eight weeks, you're about 10 pounds. And that's when a baby's starting to stretch their nights a little bit more. And at this point, in a really simple way, I would just start to really help your baby establish day and night. So daytime is light and bright and exciting. And there's lots going on and the vacuum is running and the TV is on and you're singing and you're playing and you're smiling at the baby. The baby can fall asleep. I wouldn't probably let the baby sleep more than like three hours at a clip during the day because basically you're just trying to help them organize their day from their night. So like you don't want them to sleep all day. And then at night, I like a nice nighttime routine. I mean, with my first, it was an hour long. With my third, it was 10 minutes long. But I like a bath. I like some lavender. The smells and the sensations are all like, that's right. Here comes the big sleep. So you're really like getting into the lizard brain of the baby. Like, that's right. This thing is about to happen sleepy time. But when you have that nice bath time routine of like lavender and soap, and it's like now the lights go out. The baby is in bed, hopefully drowsy, not fully asleep. Whatever works for you, you get the baby down. Now we have a block of let's say 10 hours where it is dark and quiet and nothing interesting happens. And so if you can just start establishing that routine, it is really gonna help. This means if the baby wakes up to cry, you go in, you feed the baby, or even if the baby's in your room, you feed the baby and the baby goes right back down. Nothing interesting happens. We don't talk, we don't play, we don't turn the lights on, we don't make faces. I, because I believe in modern diaper technology, I didn't change my baby if they were wet. I only changed them if they had a poopy diaper, but even with a poopy diaper, I had a wipe swarmer, so like there was no shock of cold wipe. Try to keep everything quick, fast, and silent, and then right back into bed. And if you need to soothe the baby back to sleep a little bit, it's fine to hold them, rock them, but it's quiet and it's not interesting. So you don't, when the baby starts crying, flick on the lights, oh my gosh, what's wrong? Are you okay? Let's get you something to eat. You're not doing that kind of interaction at night. The night is a quiet, calm place, and the day is a bright, exciting place. Final tip, as the baby was over 10 pounds, at the first wake up, I would send the non-breastfeeding parent, in my case, my husband, into the room to shush the baby back to sleep rather than have a feeding, which... It took him a couple tries to figure out how to do that, but once he started being able to do it and he was willing to do it, which I realize not everybody's partner is, shush the baby back to sleep on first waking and that'll stretch you. So like if the baby's going two hours between feedings, baby wakes up, baby gets shushed back to sleep by non-breastfeeding parent and then goes back to sleep for two hours, then you've got a four-hour stretch then you can start building on them. Then you start to kind of understand, okay, about four hours is the stretch that this baby is willing to give me. And then hopefully if the baby wakes up, you try to hold off. You try to have the non-breastfeeding parents shush them back to sleep. 
then you got four hours, then maybe a couple of another week later, you got another hour and you just keep stretching and making those stretches between feedings longer. And then you try to mentally hold on to like, okay, we got six hours. This baby's kind of ready to sleep six hours without a feeding. This is the kind of thing that like, will it absolutely work for you? No. Will your baby consistently sleep six hours, then seven hours, then eight hours? Probably not. Some of mine did, some of mine didn't. But if you want to commit to a pretty gentle, but in my case, very effective nighttime routine, this is where I would suggest you start, is start with very clear day and night, a nice nighttime ritual that signals like night, night, here comes the big sleep. Non-breastfeeding parent takes the first waking and tries to stretch it. If you need to breastfeed, change a diaper, anything like that, it happens in quiet and calm. It is not an interesting interaction for the baby. And that is my very quick general overall how I did well getting my baby sleeping through the night early. Do not do anything without consulting your pediatrician. I am not a medical professional. I am a stand-up comic who has a podcast, and so do not take medical advice from me. But hopefully that helps you a little bit, Beth, and that that gives you a sense of how we got this process started. And uh, go check out Happiest Baby on the Block. Lots of great books out there about how to get your baby sleeping, so check them out. Beth, I hope that helped. And guys, if you have a question for myself or Amy, please send them to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com, and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Talk to you next time. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.